when we think about how big some of these corporations are and we think about how they're producing raw materials, how they're delivering goods to consumers, they all affect us whether we're buying those products or not. And so when you look at some of these regulatory bodies, they want to see that. How are you not only tracking your financial performance, but that can't be the only driver of success anymore. Welcome to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground, where we talk about supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity with everyone from academics, historians, and business leaders. With your hosts, Chloe Guidry-Reed and Adam Moore, you'll hear inspiring stories and practical tips for overcoming challenges and gaining insight into supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity. Let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by Higher Ground. Higher Ground is a technology company whose mission is to bridge the wealth gap through access to procurement opportunities. Higher Ground is making the enterprise ecosystem more viable, profitable, and competitive by clearing the path for minority-led, women-led, LGBT-led, and veteran-led small businesses to contribute to the global economy as suppliers to enterprise organizations. For more information on getting started, please visit us at higherground.io. That's H-I-R-E-G-R-O-U-N-D.io. Now on to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. Once again, I'm Adam Moore in studio with Chloe Goodry-Reed. And in today's episode, we're going to go over the basics of ESG. I know you've all heard it before, but that is environmental, social, and governance. Why is it important and how you can effectively track it and utilize it to help benefit and develop your company? So, Chloe, I kind of said that that word again, right? ESG. We've talked about it a few times. Why don't you kind of give us all a little bit of background so, to, so we're all the same place? So yeah, ESG stands for environmental, social, and governance. And it's a term basically used to represent an organization's corporate financial interests that focus mainly on sustainable and ethical impact. So capital markets use ESG to evaluate organizations and really determine future financial performance. That's really what they're looking at. So ethical, sustainable, and corporate governance are considered, I guess, somewhat non-financial performance indicators. Their role is really to ensure accountability and systems to manage a corporate, a corporation's impact on all things, right? Like our carbon footprint, the social economics of a certain region that they Mm -hmm. make this in. So that we can all start thinking about how we're showing up in the world that we're living in and on our planet. Right. And, you know, tracking ESG, just a vehicle, right, that we use to measure performance, sustainability, compliance and processes and check our DE&I effectiveness, right? Right. So our environmental stewardship, like you said, our economic impact in that piece right there, when we start saying that the tracking piece, that's where everybody starts scratching their heads a little bit, right? I think we get up to that point, everybody's like, yeah. Right. We've we got to reduce carbon. We've got to, you know, help impact areas that need a lift. And everybody's on board and DEI is still very important to us. And we're like, so track it. And everybody's like, well, I think it's that it's it's never an argument about whether we want to do it or not. Right. And why there is a need. It's the how that becomes tricky for most. 
it is the how. And you know what's so interesting? I'm glad we're having this conversation today because there's still people that don't understand what ESG or CSR is, which is corporate social responsibility, right? Right. I was talking to a, a person and they're like, so talk to us about supplier diversity, you know, what does that look like? What is it? How does it blah, blah, blah. And I start kind of going through all this stuff. You know, one of my points I always bring up is, you know, supplier diversity sometimes is an antiquated term. If you ask me, I really love a title more around like ethical sourcing or sustainable mm-hmm. sourcing, right? To, supplier inclusion. Supplier inclusion is another great one. Right. Exactly. Because supplier diversity then now is a component of that. Yeah. It overall is. responsibility. And so I'm talking about this and I say ESG, you know, ESG and CSR. And they're like, so what is that? So yeah. I start to explain it to them. And, and now I'm in like a 20 minute conversation, just trying to explain ESG. Right? right. So it seems like you and I feel like we talk about it every day, but there's still, I'm finding out an alarming number of people that don't really comprehend what it is. So when we're having these conversations, why do you think it's even important? Why is ESG important, right? Kind of like, this is the old conversation. Remember years ago, it was like, why is supplier diversity important? Well, now we're having the conversation of why is ESG so important? I mean, I think that when we think about how big some of these corporations are, and we think about how they're producing raw materials, how they're delivering goods to consumers, they all affect us, whether we're buying those products or not. And so when you look at some of these regulatory bodies, they want to see that. How are you not only tracking your financial performance, but that can't be the only driver of success anymore. And I think Mm -hmm. you to see this wave and this rise of a new generation saying, well, financial performance is one component that we want to look at, but we also want to look at how you are showing up in the world. Mm -hmm. So that is the biggest driver around starting to look at ESG because if you're making money, but foregoing the environment and have these sweatshops and child labor, then how good is your company really? And that's a great point, right? And that comes back to our ethical sourcing, right? right? right. And, and, And people don't realize. So I think when we think ESG, right, we get the, we, we kind of get hung up on the environmental piece, right? We're always talking, Carbon footprint, carbon footprint, carbon footprint. Car- Don't get me wrong. Very important. I'm not saying it's not, it's right? Important. But you brought up a great point. The other part of that too is how are you sourcing? What are your suppliers doing? It's not just enough like, right. let's just take a, maybe you're a large shoe manufacturer, right? And so, you know, you manufacture shoes all over the world, import and export all over the world. It's not just enough to make sure that the factories you personally own aren't having labor infractions. You mm-hmm. have to know who are your third and fourth parties who are producing these shoes, are they having labor infractions? Is somebody running a sweatshop rubber tree plant that produces the soles for your sneakers using child labor, right? right. Or putting people in unsafe conditions. Right. That's, that is a huge, huge, huge piece, you know? And the yeah. other thing we have to look at too is, you know, we live here in Atlanta, which is the human trafficking capital of the world. Unfortunately, right. that's another right. piece we have to look at. What are we doing in the way of when we're having consultants move around, what is really getting moved around, right? And right. understanding that and having transparency, it that is a great point to bring up, Chloe, that we Absolutely. have to consider inside that umbrella. Absolutely. Because I think when you, as a corporation, aren't looking at those things, you really leave yourself open to a lot of reputational risk because Mm -hmm. regardless of whether they're a tier one or tier two supplier, you know, 
what is it, Big Brother out here will find out, hey, right. with this corporation and, uh, you know, whatever the organization is, and several of their suppliers and their products are going through this, and the average worker is 12 years old. Right. Well, people are going to protest, and they're not yes. going to those products anymore. And right. I think those are things that we just need to keep in mind when we're looking at ESG. It can't be an afterthought anymore. and. Yeah has to be at the forefront of how you're showing up. And and then I think that's what brings in the governance piece. So how do you continue to make right. sure that you are protecting the environment and that you are responsible as you continue to grow and scale your organization? Because profitability can sometimes drive you to make the wrong decisions because sometimes oh, always, yes. it's not always most cost-effective to do the right thing. So that's why you have to have these regulatory bodies to make sure that, you know, you're mm-hmm. still what needs to be done and what's what's regulated in that region. That's also another thing that we have to keep in mind is if you're growing and you have operations in different parts of the world, understanding the regulatory compliances in yes. those areas where you're operating as well. Yep. I completely agree with you. That's that's so very true. And, you know, a lot of people are like, well, ESG is just an indicator, right? It's, it's a leading indicator, blah, blah, blah. You know, the whole thing too is, you have to publish your CSR report and ESG and supplier diversity are part of that CSR. People read that folks, right? People really read that and, and investors make decisions based on those publications, right? Whether it's a private individual who's buying through like an E-Trade or something like that, or a brokerage firm that is running retirement funds, they're looking at that. Right. And I know being an investor, there are several ETS and CES out there. That's a collection of green industries and uh, Fortune 500s that have a strong ESG. Absolutely. And so if you want to be part of that group that's getting, you know, having their stocks bought and sold, it's important. It is important to people. And there are green indexes out there right now. Right. Just like the S&P, there's a green index, too. So it's very important. It is because it drives, you know, your share price. It drives everything in the capital markets. It's it's a lot of what they're using as a determining factor of value of right. your. So if you're not looking at it, then you will be. You will yeah. be very very soon. Yeah, yeah. So you know, ESG is not just uh, us being watchful over what we're doing, right? And 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 trying to make sure that we are being fair and ethical in all of our business practices, whether it's with the planet or with our uh, suppliers and their their labor pools, right? But it also yeah. kind of helps us know what type of markets to invest in. Absolutely, absolutely. Because as an organization or as a small business owner, looking at regions that value, um, you know, reducing your carbon footprint mm-hmm. might be a place that you want to expand your operations because they right. are in place. and. They already have that infrastructure. So I think, you know, making sure that um, you are following those laws, but also that you're investing in companies and regions that are mission aligned right. with your values as an organization will also start to be something that we see more often than not. Yes, most definitely. You know, and so you start talking about like country risk, right? right. Well, which countries have a good handle on their labor laws and their enforcement of those laws, Absolutely. right? That Absolutely. might be where I want to expand because I've reduced my risk. I've reduced that exposure too. Yeah. But the other yeah. thing to think about too, guys, is 
this is kind of a brand new area, right? We've been talking about ESG and CSR for a few years now, right? We've all grown up with recycling, right? So it's not new concepts, right? right? But there's not a lot of people out there that really know how to do it. There's a few large consulting firms that kind of are the standard, right? right. But as far as like tools that can actually do the tracking or programs that you can help put in place, it's actually kind of a wide open field right now, right? It so it is so for our guys and gals that own technology firms, it could be a place for you to start looking, right? If if Absolutely. you are a trainer, it's a place to start looking. So it's it offers, it's a whole new realm that is going to start picking up speed. And it's not just going to be the Fortune 50s, Fortune 500s. It's going to be everybody that's involved with this, right? And I started seeing small businesses, so uh, probably between uh, 150 and and uh, $250 million gross, they're putting out CSR reports. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And that's like, what? Right? Um, I actually was talking to a prospective client and they said, yeah, 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 we know what you do. Tell me what you're doing in the way of governance. Mm. Oh, okay. Uh, luckily, I had an answer. <laughs> right? Yeah. But that shows you the shift in thinking, right? Oh, the shift yeah. in thinking is like no longer like, can you deliver? Can you give me price? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, so what are you doing in the way of governance and how can we, the corporation that wants you to do business with us, benefit from it? Absolutely. I mean, we've been challenged with the same. It's more on the social pieces there, yep. you know, that you're making, you know, for um, a small business loan that we got earlier this year. Um, that was one of the main drivers. What's right. the that you're making? Let's see the number. They wanted us to tie some numbers to it. Right. That we- now track. And yeah. that was one of the main things that we have to now produce. And I, you know, we have another client that also said, you know, in order for us to move forward on any, with any of our suppliers in 2023 and 2024, we want to know what the impact that you're making is on the community, you know, quarterly reports, or mm-hmm. they're still trying to figure it out, but they want to get an aggregation of, right. of the impact that they're making and that ripple effect. And right. I think yeah, more and more companies are going to start to do that. I can't agree more. And in fact, you know, we have a a asset that we use, we call a success deck. One of our highlights is being invited by a major flag here in the Atlanta area to take part in one of their philanthropic exercises. Yeah. Right. That's these are the things we have to start thinking about as small business right. owners. Right. We do. We um, do. And, and guys, it doesn't have to be huge. Don't go try to solve the world. Right. Yeah. Don't try to go fix all the labor problems overseas. One of the things that we've done that has been a huge impact and had people sit there and go, that was kind of innovative. We've moved away from paper business cards. Absolutely. We all, we all carry digital business cards now. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that's a that's an ESG move. Right. Anytime we can step away from that and say, hey, we've replaced this paper product with a, you know, a more stable piece that we don't have to replace every time. It's a right. great thing, right? So it, it, it doesn't have to be huge. It can be small things like that. We made that one little move and people are like, that was brilliant. So, <laughs> you know, there you go. You guys got a free secret from, from Adam and the way he's running his program over there. So digital business cards. Secrets. Free right. Trade secrets. I Every time I can see anybody with a digital business card, I'm going to start charging. It's like, oh, you got that idea from me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that this has been good. I think we've given some additional context around, you know, how companies need to think about ESG and yes. 
and it's coming. Yeah. That's that's the bottom line, right? It's coming. It's coming for you, right? We are going to have to play the ESG game. We've got to figure it out as the small business community. We've definitely got to figure it out. We've got to figure it out. We're going to have and more to come on this. We're going to have yes. some experts come on this year and in this quarter to just kind of talk about how we should be thinking about this, how we yes. should be it and how to develop an ESG strategy for your organization that's unique. Yep. So thank you so much for listening and be sure to connect with us on LinkedIn at Chloe Gidry Reed and Adam Moore. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and check out our previous shows. Stay tuned for next time. Thank you for listening to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. We are grateful for the time you spend with us in participating in these conversations. Please review and rate and share our show as we are focused on growing awareness in the supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity space. If you'd like more information, please visit us at higherground.io. That's H-I-R-E ground dot I-O. Thank you for being here and we look forward to seeing you next week.